Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 50 of Something Worth Thinking About. Today will be a Wednesday edition, so as always, we want to focus on the matter of Christian prayer. We, as God's people, need to be devoted to daily prayer. Every Christian ought to be praying continually because the Word of God compels us to have this kind of a mindset and pattern for our lives. And so I hope that today's podcast will encourage you to pray more faithfully. In today's episode, we want to reflect on how we can pray to God today with greater hope, faith, and confidence when we reflect on and remember the ascension of Christ. Jesus was taken up before the disciples to return to the heavenly realm nearly 2,000 years ago this past week. And our faith that Jesus is now at the right hand of the Father ought to deeply shape our hope and conviction whenever we get down on our knees to pray to the God of glory. How? How can it shape our hope and conviction. Well, this is what we want to explore and think about in today's episode. Today we will be hearing and considering two texts that are a part of a rather long and compelling exploration of the meaning of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus and his return to the Father in glory. We find this incredibly deep theological reflection in the pages of what we often refer to as the book of Hebrews. And today we want to focus on a couple of passages in this writing of Hebrews. So first of all, let's hear from, from the writing of Hebrews in chapter 2 verses 14 through 18. Since the children have flesh and blood, he too, that is a reference to Jesus, Jesus too shared in their humanity so that by his death he might break the power of him who holds the power of death, that is, the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. For surely it is not angels he helps, but Abraham's descendants. For this reason, he had to be made like them, fully human in every way, in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God, and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people. Because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. Now, this conversation will continue, and the writer of Hebrews has some other things to say as he unpacks all of this, but you can return to this idea of Christ as our high priest in chapter 4, verses 14 through 16. And I want us to hear this too in conjunction with chapter 2 and what he said there. Therefore, since we have a great high priest 
who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. At the very heart of the gospel of Jesus is this incredible thought that we're hearing in these passages. The God of creation took on flesh and shared in our humanity in order to rescue us from sin and death, in order to redeem and save all of humanity. Let's hear that again. The God of creation became creation, became a part of creation when he became flesh and blood and shared completely in our humanity. Jesus, the Son of God, became like us in every way. It is because of this that Jesus knows exactly what we need whenever we face temptation. He gets it. He understands. He knows what it is like. He, too, has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet, incredibly, he did not sin. And because he did not sin, he was able to offer himself as the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Jesus suffered and died. He was buried and raised back to life, and he has now ascended to heaven above where he now serves forever as our great high priest who has forever made us holy by the sacrifice of his human body once and for all time. As we read in Hebrews chapter 7, verse 26, such a high priest truly meets our need, one who is holy, blameless, pure, set apart from sinners, exalted above the heavens. Hebrews 2.11 helps us to connect the dots when it comes to the implications of all these verses that we've been hearing today. Listen carefully to what chapter 2 verse 11 says. Both the one who makes people holy and those who are made holy are of the same family. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters. Are you hearing this? Both the one who makes people holy and those who are made holy are of the same family. The one who makes people holy, Jesus, and those who are made holy, you and me, we're all of the same family. Even though Jesus is holy, blameless, pure, and set apart from sinners, he is totally and completely accessible to us. He is not ashamed to call us his family because he is a part of our family. He was literally born into our family in the very same way that we are born into the human family. And because Jesus experienced and suffered everything there is to know about being a human being, including 
facing temptation, Jesus is able to help us, to truly help us whenever we are tempted. Christ, again, has now ascended to heaven. He has entered into the Holy of Holies and the sacred sanctuary of God in the invisible realms, the true tabernacle made without hands and has presented his blood to forever cleanse us from our sins. Jesus has made us holy forever. He beckons us to come to him, to seek him, to know him, and to serve him and to serve our God without shame, without fear, but instead to serve with confidence in this wonderful, incredible, and amazing high priest who meets our need for a savior and redeemer. Whatever you are going through today, whatever you are facing, I urge you to hear the word of God. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need.